0: have your Bibles. We're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 17, uh, We're 17 and 18. Uh, if you have your Bibles, just stay there. We'll be in that area for most of the morning. Uh, we've been teaching um, the, big, the big picture and that sort of thing the last little while, but um, this morning we're just kind of go. We're going to go off off the, the charts <laughs> off the rail or whatever I don't know just feel like um, God wants us deal with some stuff this morning he wants to talk to us so I'll uh, do my best to uh, relay this message it's not something we haven't heard before um, I usually try to shy away from using stories that are quite popular in the Bible I don't know why maybe it's an ego thing just to feel good about myself that, oh, look, I found this weird thing in the middle of nowhere that nobody noticed, but uh, we're going to talk about David and Goliath this morning. Um, So most of us are familiar with this story, and if not, you're familiar with the names, and we still talk about David and Goliath stories (coughs) all the time, so anyways, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 17. It says, And Jesse said unto David um, his son, Take now for thy brethren an ephah of this parched corn and these ten loaves, and run to the camp to thy brethren. And carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousand. And look how thy brethren fare, and take their pledge. And that's where we're going to stop. <laughs> Let's pray one more time together. God would continue to work and speak to us this morning Jesus and i thank you for your presence and your power and your anointing that is here this morning god i pray in your name jesus you would speak to our hearts i pray god let your word cut quick to the to our to our heart i pray in jesus name god i pray in the name of jesus let your will be done god draw us closer to you i pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, you can be seated. Uh, I'm going to talk for a little bit on the title, Kill It, in the name of the Lord. <laughs> uh, David was a, a shepherd, and I always thought that was interesting because of our last name. I always like to read in the Bible how God used the shepherds, and it gave me hope Maybe someday God would be able to use me to do something. But David was just a lowly shepherd. And he had been anointed by Samuel, the prophet, to be king eventually of Israel. And David was the lowest in his family. And the prophet came to his family and to his father Jesse. And he said, do you have any sons? God sent me to anoint one of your sons to become king. And Jesse was like, Cool. That's pretty awesome. Here's my sons. Come out, sons. And he brought all his sons out. And Samuel was, you know, going over them. He's like, oh, that guy looks big and strong. That'll be a good, he'd make a good king. And God says to Samuel, no, that's not the one. And then he goes to the next guy. And he's like, oh, surely. And God's like, oh, no, that's not the one. And he goes through all of these sons that Jesse has. And everyone, God says to him, no, these aren't, this isn't the man. And Samuel's like, Jesse, what's up? Do you have any more sons? What, none of these are the ones that, that God wants to anoint. Do you have any more sons? And Jesse's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I got this other kid. I, I almost forgot about him. He's out, you know, he's out watching the sheep. I'll go get him." Basically is what happens. And then David comes in and God says to Samuel, "That's the one." that I want. And David comes from these humble beginnings. His own father forgot that he existed. Like, how awesome is that? His own dad forgot he existed. He was just out there with the sheep. And, you know, he was just a shepherd. Nobody really seemed to care about him in his family. then says, you know, do your thing, David. You take care of the sheep. and We'll collect all the rewards. And you do what you do. And we'll do what we do. And we'll forget you exist. And... You know, he was out there protecting the sheep and he fought lions and he fought bears to protect these sheep. And he was just a kid. He was just a teenager. And sometimes we may feel forgotten. Sometimes we may feel that we've been ignored or we've been left out. Maybe by the people we look up to or the people that we care about. Maybe even by the church sometimes. (laughs) We may feel like we've been ignored or forgotten. Just like David and his father, Jesse, and I know I've felt like that sometimes. I've felt like I've been looked over or passed over or forgotten about. Or maybe sometimes you feel like you're stuck somewhere you don't want to be or you're left out all the time. But God sees you. And God knows where you are at right now. And God is watching you. I just want you to know that God knows where you're at. And all you need to do is stay faithful. All you need to do is stay committed to him. All you need to do is stay and he is going to bring you out. He's coming with a word. David was forgotten by his father and the rest of his family and all. He just did what he was told to do. He stayed faithful. He watched those sheep. He did what he was called to do, what he was told to do. And Samuel came with a word from God. And Samuel came with an anointing to put on him. If you would stay faithful where you're at, God is coming with a word. And God is coming with an anointing that you've never experienced before. The same with Joseph. He went to prison. He was forgotten by everybody else but God. Stay faithful because God rewards faithfulness don't run don't quit don't throw in the towel don't complain don't get bitter keep faithful stay faithful keep praying keep worshiping keep serving keep studying his word stay faithful because God's going to bring you out even after David was anointed he still watched those sheep even after he was anointed those sheep still needed someone to take care of them stay faithful faithful and God will come through. Amen. Anyways, that's not the message this morning. Somebody needs to hear that. Stay faithful. Amen. David's father, after the Samuel had come, um, David's father gave him a job. He gave him a mission, something to do. Up till now, David had just been a shepherd. Up till now, David had just taken care of the sheep. You know, that's all he really knew how to do. And his father calls him and he says, you know, David, I've got a new job for you. I've got a mission for you. And it's different than what you're used to. Up till now, you just cared for the sheep. Up till now, you just watched them. You, you fed them and you protect them. But this time, I want you to do something different. I want you to take this food and this cheese and I want you to bring it to the army. I want you to bring it to your brothers who are fighting this war. And take this cheese because cheese is good. <laughs> and if we want to be used of God, if we want to go further with God and the places that we haven't been, we have to be willing to do something different. We have to be willing to step out into something different. Up until now, all David knew was sheep. But now he was getting promoted to, cheese delivery boy. Up till now, all he knew how to deal with was sheep. But now he was going to somewhere different and up till now, maybe you've, you've been comfortable. Maybe you've done this sort of thing your whole life. You've come to church. You know, you, you've got it all down pat and it's been easy. But God was leading David into somewhere new. He was leading David into something different. He had more for David. And it's the same with you. It's the same with me. We, maybe we get comfortable where we're at, but God is trying to lead us. Into a different place, he's trying to lead us somewhere new, and in order to do that, we have to get up and be willing to do something maybe we have never done before. And God had more for David. God had more for Joseph up until you know Joseph had just worked with dreams. But when God took him out of prison, he became second in command, and now he was in charge of inventory management, something he had never done before, something he probably wasn't familiar with, but God had that plan for him maybe until now, we've been doing things a certain way. We've been, you know, comfortable the way things are. But God has something more for you. And we need to be willing to take that step. Maybe up till now, you've just been faithful like David. You've come to church, you've read your Bible, you've prayed, you've paid your tithes, you've given to missions, you've come and you've helped serve where you, where you can and all these things are important, all these things are good. We need these things to happen, but and there's nothing wrong with it. We need it, but God is ready to take us further. We need attendance regularly. We need the Bible you know, the study and the reading. We need to pray. We need holiness. We need giving. We need serving. But Jesus is getting ready to take us higher. Jesus is getting ready to take us further. And maybe do something different than we've ever done. There's a door opening. The things that we've maybe never thought of. And you've been faithful, and you've done what you can. You've done what you've been asked. But now He's calling us to something new. And we need to stay faithful. Still do all those things, but something new. He wants to use you to pray prayers that tear down walls spiritually. He wants to use you to wage warfare against the enemy. He wants to use you to witness to entire families and communities and see them Turn to God. He wants to use you to fight battles that you didn't even know were happening. He wants to use you to lay hands on people and see them healed or delivered. He wants to use you to lead people to him. He's anointed you when you were saved. He's given you his spirit. He's empowered you. He's got his hand on you and he's leading you because you've been faithful. Second Chronicles 16 and nine says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong in the behalf of those in, whose heart is perfect toward Him. He's looking for people whose heart is in the right place. He's looking for people who are faithful. He's looking for people who have followed Him and trust Him completely. And He's going to do something incredible through you. It doesn't matter how good you've been or what you've done or where you've come from. He's got more. So David was sent by his father to feed his brothers and to get word from them. He said, go to them, see how they're doing, see what's going on in the war. We haven't heard anything. You know, I'm curious, whatever. And he shows up at the battlefield and David's ready to do what he was sent to do. His father sent him out to do this mission. He's like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to deliver this cheese. Even though maybe I want to keep some for myself. But I want to deliver this cheese. I'm going to give this food to them. I'm going to check up, see what's going on. And he's all ready to do it. But there is this big old ugly giant there. This big old nasty giant. I'm going to read it in the New Living just because it tells us... um, Weights and measurements we're familiar with because we're not really too fond of cubits. But verse, <laughs> chapter 17, verse 4 to 7 says Then Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his soul. Um, shoulder. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor-bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. This guy is big, nine feet tall. You know, I've got an uncle, six foot ten, I think. It's pretty tall. A little intimidating when you get up close. You know, nine feet, you know, add a little more feet to that. It's crazy. It's frightening. It's huge. Or as Donald Trump would say, it's huge. It's massive. There's this big freak of nature standing there when he goes to deliver this, this food. And it wasn't just the fact that there's this big, ugly giant standing there that he was so huge and strong. It wasn't just that, but it was what this giant was doing. David had been anointed and David had been called by God. He'd been sent on a mission by his father. He went willingly and he gets there and there's this big freak in the way. He's just, this big guy right in the way and he was mocking the armies of Israel. He was making fun of the people of God. He was mocking God. He was mocking the people of God. Verse 10 says, And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. He said, I defy this army. Uh, you're nothing. He was just making fun of them. He was mocking them. Every day he would come in and say, Come on, guys. What are you going to do about me? What are you going to do? Come on. You want to fight? Let's go. Send me somebody. What are you going to do? Every day. All they had to do was rush and kill them. I don't know why they agreed to these terms. But... Every day, for 40 days, he stood there, and he mocked them, and he made fun of them, and he made them feel like they were weak. He made them feel like they weren't strong enough. He made them feel like they had no purpose. They couldn't do anything. He mocked them day after day. And little did David know, when he was sent out that morning to deliver cheese, he was going to be fighting a giant. He went from a shepherd to a cheese curator to a giant killer. And sometimes when God calls us, he only gives us a little piece of the picture. Sometimes he calls us to do something and he leads us to something else. And that leads to something else. And that leads to something bigger. And before you know it, you're standing up here. Well, that's what happens sometimes. It all starts with the first step. David's first step, he had to agree to go. And then when he got there, God called him to do something else. But it starts with the first step. And David was sent on this mission or this quest. But this big, ugly giant was in the way. I'm just going to be honest and real right now. And God has called each one of us. And some of us have answered. And some of us are still trying to decide what way we're going to go. And some of us, you know, we've decided and we're on our way. God's getting ready to use us. God set us free. He's called us out. He's anointed us. And maybe you know, maybe you're not all in yet, but at least you're interested, or you wouldn't be here. But God has called us. God is leading us, and He wants to do great things through us, through you. He's anointed you to do what He's called you. To do, Like David, he was anointed to be king. He was going to do great things. He was going to do incredible exploits. He was going to have awesome victories. David expanded the kingdom of Israel like no other king before and no other king after. No other king grew the kingdom as much as David did. And Jesus has anointed you. And he's got great things for you to do, great exploits in the Spirit. He's going to give you awesome victories. He's going to use you to expand the kingdom of God. But like David, there's this big old ugly giant standing in the way. And you've been faithful, and you've walked with God, and you've listened to him, and you've obeyed him, and you've followed him, and you've come so far. But there's something blocking your path. There's something standing in the way. Your own giant. So the question this morning, what is your giant? Mm -hmm. Is it fear of failure? Is it fear of rejection? Is it fear of the unknown? Is it hurt? Maybe from the church, maybe from family, maybe from somebody that you trusted, self-inflicted, hurt maybe. Maybe it's hurt from falling or abuse that's happened. Is it, is it your past? You feel like you can't get over something that you did or something that happened to you, something that was done to you? Feel like it's going to catch up to you if you ever take that step? It's gonna come back and show everybody what you've done, or where you've been, or what you've come from. Is it is it sin that you're battling with? Is it lust? Is it envy? Is it strife, bitterness, or gossip? It's something maybe we haven't repented of. Nobody else knows about it. Is it anger in your heart? Is it addiction? Is it pornography? Is it chemical dependency or pride? Is it a secret that nobody knows? If it came out, that it would ruin you. Is it is it shame? No, I failed before, I don't want to do it again, I don't want people to know I'm just gonna hide. Is it it guilt, maybe you can't forgive yourself for something that you did, something that happened or a decision that you made, is it regret? Is it pain? Is it pride? Is it an attitude, a depression, anxiety, oppression, disease, sickness? What is your giant? Think about it. What is your giant? What is standing between you and what God is calling you to do. What is standing between you and God? What is holding you back? What is your giant? I want you to think about it. Goliath stood there, and he mocked Israel. And the giants in our life, they just, they're just there. Standing in the way, mocking us, taunting us, us. You're never going to go anywhere. You're never going to do anything. Jesus can't use you. Jesus isn't going to use you. Remember what you did. Remember the things you've done. Remember the decisions you've made. The people that you've hurt. The things that have happened in your life. That happened. Do you remember when that happened? Do you remember when you were abused? You're damaged goods. You're dirty. You failed. You're never going to do anything. Remember, remember, remember. Laughing and taunting and mocking. Throwing the past in your face. Throwing pain in your face. Reminding you that maybe you're not big enough. Reminding you maybe you're not strong enough. Nobody in Israel was as big as Goliath. Nobody in Israel was as strong as Goliath. Nobody had 125 pound armor. Nobody had that stuff except for Goliath. He was bigger and stronger looking than everybody else. And sometimes the giants in our life will... They look bigger than anything else. And they taunt us, and they mock us. They laugh in our face. What is your giant? Me, I've always I've always had self-esteem issues. My dad left when I was a child. Because of that, I never thought that I was ever going to be good enough. I never thought that anybody would care about me, or anybody did care about me. I never thought God would be able to use me. I thought, you know, I was unlovable because something... That happened to me. That was my giant that I had to deal with for a long time. We've all got some sort of giant in our life. What is your giant? What is in your way? What is the thing that keeps you up at night? What is the thing that mocks you, that you feel like is holding you back? If I could just get rid of this one thing... I could really move forward. If I could just get rid of this one thing, I could really do something for God. I could really step in. What is that one thing that's holding you back? That giant. Goliath was huge. He had the entire army scared. He had the entire army of Israel hiding. That's some power. There's giants in our life that hold us back. And maybe you didn't even realize it was there. Goliath was there taunting Israel for 40 days. Mm -hmm. David didn't even know about him until he started to step out into something new. Sometimes giants don't even show up until you try to step out into something new. Sometimes giants don't even show up until you decide, I'm going to do this for God. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed before. And then something comes up and says, how you can't do that because you did this, remember that. Sometimes giants don't even show up until you step out to do something. You go to pray with someone, then you're reminded of something that makes you feel like, I can't do that. Sometimes you don't even realize they're there until you step out To do something new. And then when you do, this ugly head rears up and mocks you. Says, I thought things, you thought things were going to be different now, but I'm still here. You thought you'd step out, you thought you'd return, you thought you'd come back, you thought you'd be used, you thought you'd be healed or delivered or restored. But you thought it would be different this time, but I'm still here. try to step out in what Jesus is calling you to but this giant is in the way <clears throat> and a lot of our problems in life are because we let these giants live we run and we hide like the armies of Israel we hide from Goliath we hide we stay home we, we don't go out we don't talk about it we don't deal with it we just pretend it never happened <clears throat> we hide from it We forget who it is that we serve, and we forget who our God is and what he can do. The giant rises up and we hide and we cower and we we ignore it and we let it stop us from going forward. God brought you this morning to face your giant head on. It's time for us to stop. It's time for us to stop hiding and realize that I am a child of God and realize that I am called of God and realize that I have been anointed of God and I have strength in his name. Realize that this morning, that you are a child of God. You have been called of God. You've been anointed by God. You have strength in him. Verse forty one. says and the Philistine came and drew near unto David, and the man that bare the shield went before him. When the Philistine looked about and saw David he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. So he just continues to mock David. Who am I am I just a dog? That you can come to me like, I'm not afraid of you. What do you think you're going to do? Scare me? Like, you're nothing. And the Philistines said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. He starts trash talking. Well, have you ever played any sort of sports or anything? But, guys, like the trash talk. No, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do that. Oh, your family, whatever. People get into it. It's pretty intense sometimes. This giant starts mocking David. He starts giving these threats. And David said to the Philistine, "Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defiled. And this day will the Lord deliver thee unto mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thy head from thee, and I will give the carcasses... Give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day to the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with the sword and the spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you unto our hands. And it came to pass that the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, and David hastened hasted, and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took hence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine on his forehead. And the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Hallelujah. Goliath stood there and he mocked him. Even when David decided, I'm going to fight this thing. Even when David decided, I'm going to stand up And I'm going to take this giant down. He still continued to mock him. But David said, you have your weapons, you have your strength, you have your stuff. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. David got victory over this ugly giant by doing two things. First thing, he stood up to him. The second thing, he used... The name of the Lord. John 14 and 13 says, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father might be glorified in the Son. Can you have music come back, please? So what we're going to do this morning, we're going to, if it's okay with you, we're going to kill some giants. What is your giant? Have you figured it out yet? I don't need you to tell me. Have you figured out what, what that thing is that's been holding you back? That thing when you try to step out, you try to start living for God, you try, to, you try to pray, you try to move and work for God. There's that thing that keeps getting in the way that makes you feel like you can't do it. What is that giant? David got victory by standing up against Goliath and by using the name of the Lord. So that's what we are going to do. We're going to kill this giant spiritually in the name of the Lord. I'm going to tell you a few things the Bible says about the name of the Lord. There's power in the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy 20 and 4 says, so for the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. That means God is with you. God is going to go with you. And he's going to fight this enemy. David didn't. He just threw a stone. Normally that wouldn't do anything. No kids hit each other in the head with stones all the time. Right? Think back all the times you got hit in the head with something. Some of us have been more than others. But God was with him. And God took that and he fought with that. Because that's what he had. He went with him. And he fought against his enemies. His enemy. John 16 to 33 says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So no matter what your giant is, Jesus has overcome it. No matter what your giant is, he has the strength and he has already got a victory over it. He has peace to give to you and your situation. If your giant has taken your peace away from you, if he's come between you and peace of God, there is peace in the name of Jesus. Jesus, he has overcome the world. Luke 10 and 17 says, and the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through thy name. Through the name of the Lord, through the name of Jesus, even devils can't even stand. If you feel like you've been attacked by hell and hell is raging against you and warring against you, there is victory in the name of Jesus. That giant that's coming against you needs to be killed in Jesus' name. It needs to be destroyed in Jesus' name. Even the devils have to listen to the name of Jesus. Acts 3 and 6 says, and Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. If there's a sickness in your body and there's an illness that's holding you back and you feel like I can't even pray, I don't have faith because this is happening, there is healing in the name of Jesus. There is healing power in Jesus' name. He can heal you today in Jesus' name name. Colossians 3 and 17 says, and whatsoever ye do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Whatever you try to do, if we do it in the name of Jesus, he will come through. If you stand up to that giant, in Jesus' name, He will come through and He will slay that giant. He will take that giant out. Acts 4 and 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. If you need saving, there is saving power in the name of Jesus. If there's something that's come between you and God and has taken you away from the presence of God, there is salvation in the name of Jesus. He can save you this morning in Jesus' name. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. First Corinthians 6 and 11 says, For such for some of you, it lists all these sins, all these things that people had struggled with, all these things that people have been bound by and been been con- been controlled by it. and it says but such were some of you but you are washed and you are sanctified and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and the spirit of our God whatever the sin is whatever the situation is whatever it is that's got you bow, whatever it is that's come between you and God, where God wants to take you, where God's trying to lead you whatever that giant is there is victory in the name of Jesus. You may have been like this, but because of the name of Jesus, you can be like something Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand. We're going to kill some giants. Some of us have had giants in our life for a long time. Some of us have been struggling with, with sin, with our past, with addictions, and different struggles that are going on in our lives. But... In the name of Jesus, we can be set free from that this morning. Amen. David Amen. killed Goliath, Lord. and his whole life changed. Amen. Up until now, he'd been a shepherd, then, he was a cheese delivery boy. And then he killed Goliath, and everything changed. All of a sudden, people were saying, Oh, David, he's killed thousands. Saul's killed some, but David's killed more. And all of a sudden, all these things open up, and victory after victory after victory after victory happened because he killed that giant, because he stood up in the name of the Lord. His whole life changed, and it set him on a completely different path. It set him in a completely new direction. But none of that was possible until he killed Goliath. And every... (laughs) And the enemy has got us thinking that you'll never do anything for God. The enemy's got us thinking that you'll never go anywhere. You'll never be able to do it. You'll never be able to step out because of this giant that's in our way. But once you get past this giant, once you kill this giant in the name of the Lord, once you get over this thing that's been holding us back, once we get past that, you're never going to be the same. Once you get past it, you're never going to go back. Your life will be changed. You'll be used like you've never been used before you're gonna go further, you're gonna go deeper, you're gonna go into new places with God. Once you get past this God, this giant. One more verse, 2 Samuel 21 and 22. It says, these four were born in the, to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David by the hand of his servants. There were four more giants that came up afterwards. Four more giants later on and all of them were killed by david's men Amen. Amen. all of them were slain by david's men why because they had heard the stories of what god had did through david because they were inspired by what god had done through david and when we step out when we kill that giant and we move on and we do incredible things through god Others will be inspired. Others will follow. Just start falling like dominoes. Let's God deliver one person from an addiction. Someone else is like, Well, I've got the same thing. I need I need that too. And God can deliver them and then deliver the next person. The next person starts falling. Let's God feel someone with the Holy Ghost. Well, I need the Holy Ghost too. Can I get it too? And God starts filling people with the Holy Ghost. Once we get past this giant, once we get past this thing, everything else will just start falling. Everything else will just start working. It's, but it starts right now. Revival starts right now. David killed Goliath with a slingshot. It doesn't make any sense. But he came at him in the name of the Lord. And it may not make any sense to you this morning. How you are going to get past this? But if you come in the name of the Lord, he's going to deliver. If you call on the name of the Lord, it may not make sense. But if we take that step in faith, he's going to come through. He's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost. He's going to heal. He's going to deliver. He's going to take that guilt. He's going to take that shame. And he's going to wash it away. He's going to kill that giant. Praise God. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. In Jesus' name. Whatever your giant is, I'm going to give you half an hour to think about it. Whatever that giant is, I want you to name it. And then we're going to pray. And we're gonna come against that giant in the name of Jesus. And as we pray and we call on the name of Jesus, he's gonna take that giant. He's gonna knock it down. It might not make any sense. Your prayer may just feel like something small, like a little rock. But that's all it takes. All it takes is that step. All it takes is that action. All it takes is calling on the name of the Lord. And maybe you don't, maybe you've already killed your giant. Maybe you've already got past whatever. Find somebody else and pray with them. We're going to pray. Let's pray together. In Jesus' name, name your giant, and we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Let's all pray out loud together. Jesus. Hallelujah. God, I'm struggling with some stuff. There's some giants in my way. God, there's things that every time I try to step out, I feel like I can't do it. Every time I try to step out, I feel like I'm not. God, I call on your name. Jesus, break free. God, break through for me, I pray. God, kill this thing in my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, we come against depression in the name of Jesus. We come against anxiety in the name of Jesus. We come against guilt in the name of Jesus. And shame and pain and hurt and loss and misery and depression in Jesus' name. Abide it in the name of Jesus. God, destroy these giants in Jesus' shut the door, pray